from Mark's Gospel. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and cried out. For they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The disciples had had a long day. They were tired. All they wanted was a break, a chance to catch their breath and maybe eat just one meal in peace. And they thought they were going to get that chance when Jesus directed them into the boat with him and he led them to a desolate place. But the crowds followed them. They wanted to see and hear Jesus. And Jesus taught them the whole day. And it got late. And the people were hungry. And so Jesus calls on his disciples to not only witness, but to participate in the miraculous feeding of the 5,000 men plus women and children with only five loaves and two fish. The disciples were still trying to sort everything out as they were collecting all the leftovers, enough leftovers to fill 12 baskets. It began to get dark. Jesus once again ordered his disciples into the boat. Jesus was going to stay behind to dismiss the crowds. And the disciples were to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. The other side, they probably groaned. The other side was at least eight miles away and the wind was starting to pick up. This was not going to be an easy journey. But they set out. And that's when the gospel writer Mark begins to share some strange details. After Jesus finishes dismissing the crowds, he goes up on a mountain to pray. Okay, not so strange yet. But from his vantage point, he takes the opportunity to watch the disciples out on the water struggling. As Mark puts it, he saw that they were making headway painfully for the wind was against them. But Jesus doesn't immediately go to their rescue. He waits until the fourth watch of the night, which would have been somewhere between 3 and 6 a.m. This means the disciples had been struggling the entire night, and it was just before dawn. And that's when Jesus descends from the mountain, goes to the shore, and begins to walk on water. Think about that. Walking on water. This is one of the well-known miracles of Jesus. In fact, most of general society is even aware of this miracle. But imagine that you saw one of your closest friends just strolling across Saginaw Bay through the, the high waves and the wind as if they were just walking down the sidewalk. And if you saw that while you were out in the water in the darkest part of the night you'd probably think you saw a ghost too. 
And if all this wasn't odd enough, Mark adds what is probably the most confusing detail of this whole account in verse 48. Six words. He meant to pass by them. And it's not until his disciples see him cry out because they think he's a ghost and are terrified that he turns to them and says, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And then he gets into the boat, and the wind ceases, and the disciples were utterly astonished. What was Jesus trying to do when he passed by his disciples? Was Jesus intending to walk right by them without being seen, and and he accidentally got caught, and, and he heard their cry, so he turns to them and says something? That doesn't seem right. Surely this can't be accidental, not with Jesus. So if Jesus meant to be seen, but he was fine just walking right past them, does this mean that he was ignoring them? He would have known that the disciples were physically and emotionally and even spiritually drained, and yet he intends to walk right past them. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Have you ever felt as if you were in the middle of the sea, struggling against the wind with no shore in sight? Perhaps you feel that way right now with your family or your work or even with God. And you wonder and you cry out to God either audibly or quietly in your heart why God seems so far away, why he seems content to just pass by you. The disciples had to be wondering that. But there's a reason that Mark uses that phrase, he meant to pass by them. And to understand what Jesus is doing here, we need to take a step back and see what's been happening since the middle of Mark chapter 6, beginning with the feeding of the 5,000. Mark has been very deliberate in using very particular language in order to show that Jesus' actions were actions that were done only by God. That all of this was to take place to reveal exactly who He is. That He is God, the same God, as in the Old Testament, now walking among them. Jesus walked with the crowds who had followed Him, and He taught them with godly authority. Jesus led them to a desolate place just as God led his people, the Israelites, during the exodus into the wilderness, a desolate place. Jesus had compassion on the people because, as Mark tells us, they were like sheep without a shepherd. And in Ezekiel, it's the Lord God who declares, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down. And that's what exactly what Jesus does. He makes the crowds lie down in green pastures so that He may miraculously feed them bread just as God provided manna for His people in the desert, in the wilderness. And come evening, Jesus ascends a nearby mountain just as God's presence was made known to the Israelites from the mountain. 
And Jesus was about to show that he has power over the waters and will lead another exodus across them. But instead of parting the waters of the Red Sea, Jesus would tread upon the waters of the Sea of Galilee. As Isaiah says, it's only God who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters. You see, the Exodus was pivotal to the Israelites in the Old Testament, defining who they were and what God did to save them. And now here was Jesus, God in human flesh, walking among them and doing distinctively God-like things. So then Jesus passes by his disciples. And it's meant to call to mind when Jesus passes by his servant Moses. After Moses requested to see God's glory, to get the assurance that God's presence was indeed among his people. And so God places him in the cleft of the rock up on the mountain, and he places his hand over him. And as God passes by Moses, Moses gets just the smallest glimpse of God's glory. And that's all that he can see, otherwise he would die. But it was enough. And we see that the passing by is a merciful and a gracious act, just as it was for the disciples. Jesus wasn't being callous nor turning a deaf ear to their frightened cries by passing by his disciples. Jesus meant to show them who he truly is, the almighty God, Lord of even the waters, to assure them in their exhausted and frightened state that he is God. The same God who saved his people out of Egypt. And now Jesus was here to save as well. But the disciples didn't understand. Mark says, they were utterly astounded for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. And we may wonder why, what the loaves have to do with this incident on the water, but we see that the loaves and the walking on the water both take place to reveal the true identity of Jesus as God. But the disciples' hard hearts kept them from seeing Jesus for who he truly is. And we at all, we all at one point had hard hearts like the disciples. And it's all we can do to keep our hearts from hardening again. To lose sight of Jesus in our lives. Our hearts can become so calloused from sin and from fear and from loneliness and pain and confusion. But none of that darkness can separate us from God because even in the darkest of times, God makes himself known. On a darkened hill... Outside of Jerusalem, that same Jesus Christ went to the cross, the cross that we deserved, and was crucified at the hands of the Romans. He was rejected, he was scorned, he was beaten, he was shamed, and it literally became the darkest day on earth. But God made himself known from the cross. The cross became the very place where God reconciled sin-hardened humans with himself. That the Son of God died so that we might have the forgiveness of sins and the assurance of life with him. 
Jesus not only made himself known to his disciples that evening on the water, but when they didn't understand, he turned to them and he said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And he climbed into the boat with them to calm them. And the wind ceased. And their lack of understanding only demonstrated why Jesus came to this earth in the first place. Jesus came to climb into our boat as human beings. To make himself known as God. To do what we could not do for ourselves. And to abolish all our fear. The fear that comes from realizing that we are sinful human beings in the presence of a holy God and wondering how such a holy God could ever love us. Jesus stepped ashore and followed the dark road to the cross. He died and was buried. And his disciples were afraid yet again. Three days later, some frightened women ran from an empty tomb because they had just seen an angel. And as they ran, the risen Lord Jesus Christ appeared to them along the way, and the women, in a mix of fear and joy, fell at his feet and grabbed on to him and worshipped him. They could feel him. He was real. He was no ghost. He was the risen Son of God, truly alive, alive from the dead, just as he said he would be. And Jesus told the women, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Out of love, Jesus was giving his disciples another chance to see him in Galilee to pass by them one more time, except this time they would truly see him. They would understand. They would know that he is God, risen from the dead to abolish their fear. And you might find yourselves in dark times. And there may be days when it seems you are fighting against the wind with no end in sight. But your risen Lord Jesus passes by you so that you can see that he is God and that as God he has taken care of everything that would cause you to fear. He came to you in your baptism to wash away your sins by his blood. He comes to you on a daily basis in His Word where He makes Himself known. He comes to you in His Holy Supper where He invites you to take His body and blood to touch Him and to see that He is real and that He is there to forgive you. And as Jesus mercifully and graciously passes by you, He speaks directly to you. And He says, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.